chapter 21 of the Shri Sai Satcharita. In this chapter, there is the story of V. H. Thakur, who met the Kannada saint Appa, who gave him his copy of Vichar Sagar and asked him to read it and told him that he would later meet Baba and receive his blessings. The second Leela is of Anantrao Patankar and the parable of the mare and the nine lumps of dung symbolic of the Navvida Bhakti and its significance. And lastly, the Pandarpur pleader who criticized Nulkar for going to Baba for a cure of his ailment. Now I'll narrate how V. H. Thakur met Baba. A devotee named V. H. Thakur, during his tour of duty, met the Kannada saint Appa. Appa gave him a copy of Vichar Sagar and asked him to read it and told him that he would later meet Baba and receive his blessings. And so it came to pass. And Baba tells Thakur that merely reading a spiritual text is not fruitful. To achieve your goal in the spiritual path, you must read it mindfully, understand it, then inculcate its teachings into your daily life. This is a gem for all of us, that when we read Baba's Charita, we must do the same. A little about the book Vichar Sagar. Nishal Das, the author of Vichar Sagar, was a very prominent Vedant scholar. He was born in 1791 and passed away in 1863. His work was written in Bridge Bhasha, that is Hindi, and later translated into Marathi. It is about the metaphysics of the Upanishad and about Hindu philosophy. The main point of the book was to expound upon the philosophy of Advaita Vedanta and the non-dualistic approach in the Vedas. Many Hindu theological colleges use this book in their curriculum. Now I will narrate the story of Anantrao Patankar, a resident of Pune who came to have Baba's darshan. After prostrating at Baba's feet, he said, I have read and studied the Vedas and the Vedanta and the Upanishads and heard all the Purans. Yet my mind is restless. Without peace of mind, this knowledge is futile. I have heard how you easily give peace of mind to so many people by your mere glance and playful words. So please take pity on me and bless me. Then Baba narrated the parable of the mare who passed nine lumps of manure before the merchant. The merchant swiftly collected all of them. Then Dada Kilkar explained the meaning of the parable to him. The mare is God's grace and the nine lumps of manure are the nine modes of bhakti that Lord Sri Ram explained to Shabari. 
I will briefly give the meaning of each type of bhakti and then give examples of Baba's devotees who fit into these modes of bhakti, along with incidents that explain their character. However, Baba's devotees were par excellence and were endowed with more than one mode of bhakti. Navvida bhakti, they are shravanam, that is hearing the attributes, excellence or wondrous achievements which are recited or read, to kirtanam, that is reciting, three smaranam, that is calling to mind and meditating upon the names and protection of, four ispadasevanam, washing and kneading of the feet, five is archanam, that is outward worship with rituals, six is vandanam, or adoration. 7. Dasya or service including menial work. 8. Sakya cultivating fellowship. And 9. Atmanivedan consecration of oneself unto. This is a list of the types of bhaktis and the names of the devotees who adopted them. Shravanam, Balabhate, Kaparde, Bhishma, Upasani, Shama, Ram Maruti, and numerous other devotees. Kirtan, Dabolkar, Gavankar, Das Ganu, Mureshwar Pradhan, Bhishma, Adkar, Bividev, and the Tendulkar family. Smaranam, Shama, Mahali, Mega, and Nachne. Padasevanam, Lakshmi Bai Kaparde, Mrs. Pradhan, Abdullah, Tatya, Bagoji, Butti, Kaparde, Bhishma, Dabolkar, Nimonkar, Balabhate, and Dhumal. Archanam, Dr. Pandit, Mole Shastri, Jyotindra Tarkar, and Nachne. Vandanam, Isapatnekar Dasya Abdullah Nivasakar Radha Krishna Mai Malsapati Baija Mai and Nanavali Sakya Shama Chandrabai Borkar Bade Baba Dr. Pile and Jyotindra Tarkar Atmanevedan Dikshit Swami Sai Sharnanand Radha Krishna Mai and Megha. Many of these devotees fall into more than one mode of bhakti and are a wonderful composite of them. Baba laid a great deal of emphasis on Shravanam and daily there was regular reading of Jnaneshwari, Bhavartha Ramayan, Guru Charitra, Eknath's Bhagwat in Shirdi. Baba often sent a devotee to get Dakshina from Job or Dikshit, and the devotee got the answer to his doubt upon hearing the chapter being read. All of Baba's Ankita devotees like Chandorkar, Dikshit, Kaparde, etc., have graduated from the class of Shravan. However, because Baba favoured this type of bhakti, 
they never failed to attend the readings of Dikshit or Kapade. Leelas Shravanam Baba emphasizes the importance of Shravanam. Leela number one Pansare heeds Baba's advice. This is a short Leela of Pansare. A devotee named Pansare visited Shirdi. He and Jog became friends. Then Jog asked Pansare to sit and listen to him while he read the Jnaneshwari. But Pansare didn't pay any attention to his advice. Instead, he would go and sit in the Dwarkamai. One day, Baba sternly said, You don't listen to the Jnaneshwari being read by Jog, nor do you read it yourself. And as soon as you get up, you come here. Now go and sit with Jog. Pansare had no other choice but to obey Baba. Leela number 2 Ramchandra A. Deshmukh does Parayan of the Charita. Ramchandra A. Deshmukh was a resident of Shirdi, but he didn't believe in Baba. Once his daughter fell ill and had a relentlessly high fever and was admitted in Gondkar Hospital. Her blood and urine tests confirmed the diagnosis of typhoid. She was administered the appropriate antibiotics and the best possible care was given to her. However, Deshmukh was displeased as the recovery was slow and she had to remain in the hospital for 45 days. His wife was ardently devoted to Baba. She gave the child Udi mixed in water and the child regained her health. This was the turning point in Deshmukh's life and he became a devotee. The very next day Deshmukh bought a Marathi Charita and started doing Parayan. The moment he started reading it, a big frog appeared and sat in front of him. Every day the frog appeared just as he started reading and listened intently to him as he read the chapters assigned for the day. Upon completion of the chapters, the frog would scamper away. On the seventh day, Deshmukh completed the Parayan and the frog listened to it. Then the frog disappeared, never to be seen again. This was taken from Ambrosia in Shirdi, written by Ramalinga Swami. Ketan Baba's Rehem Nazar breathes life into a dead man. Tasgano, a police constable, turned into Kirtan Kar by Baba's grace. Chapter 15 of the Sri Sai Satcharita describes how Dasganu was established in the Naradya Kirtan Padate. Baba admonished Dasganu for his elaborate dress and outward show. The only prerequisite was purity of heart and soul, with intense passion for bhakti. Dasganu had a wonderful metallic tinkling voice and 
Because of his kirtans, Baba's fame spread throughout Maharashtra. He had a ritual that he followed. First, he would take Baba's permission. Then, at the place of kirtan, he would keep Baba's photograph on a stool, offer prayers to it, and only then would he start his kirtan. On one of his visits to Shirdi, Das Ganu was invited to a village nearby. He went to take permission when Baba said, Ganya, Baba called Ganu Ganya, take bhau with you. Baba called Jotendra Tarkad bhau. Das Ganu had no problem in taking bhau with him, but he did not want to break his routine with Baba. Bhau used to light Petromax lanterns in the Dwarka Mai daily and do Baba's seva. However, Baba told Ganu not to worry about that as someone else would light the lanterns. Baba insisted, rather ordered him to take Bhau along with him. The village was about eight or nine kilometers from Shirdi. They had to walk to the village due to lack of transportation. Finally, they reached there and it was past dusk and getting dark. They hung the lanterns in the four corners of the place. Then Das Ganu placed Baba's photograph on the stool, did puja and started the kirtan. The Bhil leader challenges Baba to resurrect the dead person. A huge crowd had gathered there and were immersed in the kirtan. Then there was a commotion. About eight well-built bheels came there. They were carrying a dead body on a bier. The leader of the group came up to Dasganu in a threatening stance and asked, Stop all this noise, he said. Then he pointed to Baba's photograph and asked, who is this? Tasganu, oblivious of what had happened, waxed forth on the divinity and greatness of Baba. The leader then said, If your God is so great, he can surely give life to the dead. The leader further threatened to kill all of them if the person was not resurrected. Tasganu politely asked him to be seated. Then he turned to Bhau and asked him his opinion. Bhau told Das Ganu to continue with the Kirtan, for he knew it was Baba's Leela. Then he added, Ganu Maharaj, sing Sahi Rahem Nazar Karna Bachonka Palan Karna. He then added, Leave the rest at Baba's feet, he will surely protect us. Das Ganu again started singing, and soon he was immersed in it, oblivious of his surroundings. He was dancing with joy and devotion. Bhau was looking intensely at the dead person. After some time, the dead person struggled and set himself free from the buyer and sat up. Bhau then went to Das Ganu and said, Maharaj, Stop the kirtan for a while. Baba has done our work. That man is alive. Now 
there is no danger for our lives. The leader and the group came to Das Ganu and asked him about Baba. Then he promised Ganu that he and his relatives would definitely visit Shirdi. After the incident, Bhau and Das Ganu went to the Dwarka Mai and fell at Baba's feet. Baba said, Are Ghaniya, if my Bhau had not accompanied you yesterday, you know what would have happened to you? Simultaneously, they both replied, Baba, all this is your Leela. Nevertheless, please look after us and save us from these adverse situations and continue to shower your blessings on us. This Leela is taken from Sri Sai Anubhav Tarkaranche. Smaran in 1915, this Leela occurred of Baba's grace on Shantaram Nachne and S.M. Fanse. Shantaram Nachne and S.M. Fanse and some others were travelling by Bulakat at night in a dense jungle. This was the Ranshet Pass notorious for being infested with tigers. It was a dark night. Suddenly, the bulls of the cart took fright and started moving backwards. Luckily, they were not dragging the cart sideways because that being a hilly pass with a steep slope on one side of the narrow road, had the bulls dragged the cart on that side, it would have been all over for them as they would have fallen into the ravine. Then, Fanse pointed with his hand to something and Shantaram saw the glinting eyes of a tiger crouched on the road. Fanse wished to save the cart from being pushed to the ravine and so he wanted to get down and place big stones or sticks as a brake to the wheels. So he asked Shantaram to hold the reins of the bulls. Shantaram held them. As he held them, he roared, Hail Sai Baba! Run, Sai Baba! Come, Sai Baba! Come to our help! The others also began to shout, and the tiger got frightened by the volume of the sound and ran away by the side of the cart. Thus they were saved. So it was the faith in Baba and the courage that Baba gave Nachne that saved the situation. This is taken from the life of Sai Baba, written by Narsim Swamiji. Padasevanam This incident happened in Mrs. Pradhan's life. Mrs. Pradhan had a dream in Santa Cruz that Baba came to Santa Cruz and that she did Padapuja with turmeric and saffron. Chandurkar interpreted it to mean that Baba wanted her to do regular Pad Puja at home. So, he asked her to go to Shirdi with a pair of silver Padukas. Accordingly, she went and placed the silver Padukas at Baba's outstretched legs and took them away and brought them home. Baba then said to Chandurkar, Nana, See, this mother has cut off and carried away my feet. 
this expresses his appreciation of her paduka worship and ever since then baba's paduka is being worshiped at pradhan's home this was taken from the life of sai baba written by narsim swami ji archanam during shantaram balwant nachne's 1913 visit baba said we should not trust madmen to a group in which shantaram was present shantaram did not think that the remark applied to him but next year it was seen by shantaram to be a forewarning to him he then was at dhanu as a treasury master and at home he was doing puja to baba's photo and other gods then one ram krishna balwant phanse whose mind was deranged was standing at the door of the kitchen some distance away from the puja room he thought that he was harmless but when the puja was in progress suddenly the man darted into the puja room and grasped shantaram's neck with both his hands and tried to bite shantaram's throat saying i will drink your blood shantaram was thunderstruck but a thought entered into his mind taking out the udharni or spoon he thrust it into the open mouth of the man and right into his throat the madman however bit santaram's hand and fingers which were in the mouth the spoon got stuck in the throat though the fingers were hurt his life was saved when with the other hand santaram tried to extricate the injured hand his mother and others rushed and pulled off the madman meanwhile shantaram lost consciousness after a time he recovered but the nails of the madman had dug into the flesh of his neck and left injuries thereon he had been nearly strangled to death but luckily escaped death the injuries on his fingers gradually healed the same year when he went to baba Baba addressed Anna Chinchnikar and pointing to Shantaram said Anna if i had delayed one instant this man would have indeed perished the madman had seized with his hands even his throat but i extricated him what is to be done if i do not save my own children who else will This is taken from the life of Sai Baba written by Narsim Swami ji. Vandanam When Sapatnekar and his wife went to Shirdi Baba was returning from Lendibag at that time His wife was stunned as he was the same fakir that she had seen in her dream She says Later in the day when we went to have Baba's darshan in the Dwarkamai my husband went forward with flowers and fruit offerings again baba said chal hat when my turn came however baba allowed me to place my head at his feet and made me sit near him 
He then placed his palm in a container of udi and with a little force placed the palm on my forehead and blessed me. He said, Take one, two, three or four. How many do you want? This was in regard with my barren state. Later, I had eight sons and one daughter and Baba fulfilled his promise. My husband was filled with remorse and repentance for having doubted Baba when Shevde spoke about Baba's benevolence. He decided to stay on at Shirdi until Baba forgave him and blessed him. Once he saw Baba seated alone in the Dwarkamai, so he ran and clasped his feet, beseeching forgiveness. Baba placed his hand on his head and made him sit close by. So he prostrated at Baba's feet and then prostrated again. Then Baba said, One Namaskar done with devotion will reach me. You don't have to do Namaskar again and again. Meanwhile, a shepherdess came and started massaging Baba's feet. Baba looked at Sapatnekar and said, This gentleman thinks I killed his son? Do I kill people's sons? Now I shall bring a son in his wife's womb. Filled with joy, my husband again fell at Baba's feet with tears gushing down his cheeks. He ran to where we were staying and excitedly narrated what happened. This incident is taken from Shri Sai Leela magazine, volume 65, number 4, July 1986. Dasya, the Leela of Radha Krishna Mai and her service to Baba. Mai told Vaman Rao, that is Swami Sharnanand, about the dedicated self-sacrifice that Balaji Patil Nivasikar performed for Baba. Nivasikar, a zealous devotee of Baba, swept and cleaned the path that Baba took to Lendiburg. Diligently, Nivasikar woke up early in the morning at the crack of dawn and swept and cleaned the area in front of the Chaudi, the Dwarkamai and the route that Baba took to Lendiburg. The villagers used to throw their garbage along the side of the street and they and their families used the roadside as their toilets. Nivasikar performed this job meekly and cheerfully. Indeed, he had reached that blissful stage of devotion where I, me and mine didn't exist and he saw and perceived Baba in each and everything. Gradually, I started helping him and soon took over this jaw from him. And after Nivasikar passed away, I contentedly did the job, no matter how much excreta or garbage was thrown here and there. It is said that Mai swept the street backwards, so she wouldn't step on the area that she had just swept. How she did it, God only knows. Nivasikar was a true devotee and his life was a model that all of us can learn from and emulate in our lives. Nivasikar was an affluent farmer 
and his wife and children resided on their farm. Every year after the harvest, Nivasakar brought the entire yield to the Dwarkamai and placed it before Baba. Whatever Baba gave him, he and his family survived on that. As far as clothing was concerned, he asked Baba and followed his advice. Later, he gave up having his meals and eating food. So Baba prevented this by sending him his bakri, which he ate as it was Baba's prasad. He only drank the holy water that Baba's feet were washed with and the water that flowed from Baba's body while he had a bath. Nivasakar passed away peacefully, uttering the one-lettered word Om and remembering Baba at that time. This was taken from Sri Sai Nate Sharane, written by Swami Shai Sharnanand and translated into Marathi by B.V. Kher. Sakha Keshav Pradhan's Unique Faith in Baba Pradhan had such immense faith in Baba that if a scorpion or other poisonous insects were found in his house or courtyard, he fearlessly took them and placed them before Baba's idol and said, Why are you troubling me so much needlessly? Why do you put these poisonous creatures after me? He was sure that Baba would fulfill his wishes and therefore his wishes became adamant and stubborn demands. Pradhan got up early in the morning and after worshipping Baba, he stood in front of the idol and pestered Baba. One day, he stood in front of the idol and said, Baba, you have come here to stay. Don't you think that there should be a beautiful flower garden so I can offer flowers to you? Every day, I do your puja with but a few flowers. I do not like this at all. So, why can't you provide me with a beautiful fragrant flowers? Then he got saplings of Jui and Jai and planted them and looked after them with a great deal of love. The result was that after four or five years, there were so many flowers that the neighbours and villagers helped themselves to as many flowers as they wanted. One day, he stood before Baba and said, Baba, you know that the river is far away. I need fresh water to do your puja. Does it please you that I have to go so far and fetch it? Now, don't you think that water should be nearby? Having said this, he set about digging a small well near the temple, and Baba saw to it that he got one big vessel full of water every day. This information was narrated by his descendant, Shetal Pradhan. Atmanivedan. This is an incident written by Kaparde in his diary, Shirdi diary, about Megha's passing away. He writes on 19.1.1912, This was a very sad day. I got up very early and after finishing my prayer, discovered that yet it was about an hour 
or so for daybreak. So I lay down and was aroused for Kakad Arte by Bapu Saheb Jo. Kaka Dikshit told me that Mega had died at 4 a.m. The Kakad Arte was done, but Sayan Maharaj did not show his face clearly, nor did he appear to open his eyes. He never threw glances spreading grace. After we returned, arrangements were made for the cremation of Mega's body. Sayan Baba came just as the body was being brought out and loudly lamented his death. His voice was so touching that it brought tears to every eye. He followed the body up to the bend in the main road near the village and then went his usual way. Mega's body was taken under the vada tree and consigned to flames. Sain Baba could be seen distinctly heard lamenting his death even at that distance and he was seen waving his hands and swaying as if in arti to say goodbye to his beloved devotee there was a good supply of dry fuel and the fame soon rose very high dikshit myself babu saheb job upasani dada kelkar and all the others that were here praised the lot of mega that his body was seen and touched by sain maharaj on the head heart shoulders and feet this is taken from the shirdi diary written by the honorable mr g s kaparde i will now narrate a leela that occurred in recent times the leela of asavari's devotion asavari vaikul was a renowned lavani singer who resided in mumbai Lavne is a traditional song and dance of Maharashtra. Although she was known as the Empress of Lavne, Asavari devotedly gave numerous programs singing devotional songs of Baba. Her performance left the devotees gathered there spellbound as she sang from her soul and was quite oblivious of her surroundings. Asavari was blessed with a melodious voice and her ardent devotion to Baba was evident from her rendition. Happily, Asavari returned home after her program was over, prostrated before Baba's picture and then went to sleep. In the wee hours of the morning, she dreamt of Baba. Asavari found herself in the Dwarkamai and baba was seated in his usual place next to the railing he was wearing a white kafne and a white cloth tied around his head however his forehead was marked with a sandalwood tripunda that is the three horizontal lines of lord shiva he was sitting in his dwarkamai pose and his chilam and satka lay on the floor next to him He looked intently at Dhunimai. Asavari climbed the steps and stood there for a moment. Baba turned his head and looked at her. He was all alone. 
Then he beckoned her to come in. Baba smiled and said, My child, come in. Happily, Asavari went and sat at his feet. With glee, Baba stroked her head and said, My child, keep singing my songs with devotion, as you do. Sing them for your entire life. Allah will bless you. Asavari was overwhelmed by what Baba said and she had a lump in her throat. She knew not what to say. Baba was looking at her with empathy and Asavari started sobbing. Those tears were of happiness. Baba pulled her close to him as if she was a small child and stroked her head. Then he said, Why do you cry? What do you want from me? Asavari was silent for a long time. Finally, she said, Baba, let me be contented and happy. I don't want anything else. In a pleasant voice, Baba repeated, Allah Malik, Allah Malik. Instantaneously, Baba disappeared. Asavari screamed, Baba, in her sleep and woke up. She looked at Baba's picture on the wall in front of her and mentally thanked him. Asavari recalls, Baba approved of my singing his devotional songs and doing kirtan. In fact, he stressed the importance of the first stage of Navvidha Bhakti, that is, bhajan, kirtan and chintan. He did not give importance to the other modes of devotion. I am certain by doing this, we will receive a hundredfold blessings from him. Thus, he gave me the key to his treasury. This is the reason it is written in Sri Sai Satcharita, Chapter 3, OV 12. Whoever hears my charita, narrates my charita, sings my charita in any which way, but with love and devotion, I shall never forsake him. He who sings my praises, my leelas, and describes my divinity, I will stand behind him, by the side of him, and surround him on all four sides with my grace. In Chapter 21 of the Sri Sai Satcharita, the story of Anantrao Patinkar, who had read numerous theosophical texts but did not have peace of mind is described. Baba narrates the parable of the merchant who astutely collected the nine nodules of dung that the horse passed. Following this, his mind became peaceful and steady. The nine nodules of dungs are the nine modes of devotion. The first three, that is Shravanam, hearing the attributes, excellence and wondrous achievements of saints as read or recited, Kirtan, reciting, and Smaranam, recalling to mind and meditating upon the names and perfection of the Lord, are the first steps on the ladder of devotion. Baba himself explicitly approves of Asavari singing of his devotional songs. Reference Shri Sai Leela Magazine, 
Volume 63, Number 8 and 9, November 1984. I shall now conclude this chapter by giving the significance of the number 9. The number 9 has a profound astrological, mythological significance. Astrologically, there are 9 Navgrahas or 9 planets, Navratna or 9 gems that influence the human being, and Navdhanya or 9 grains that appease the planets. The human body has Navdwar or 9 orifices. Spiritually, we celebrate Navratri or the nine days of festival of Nav Durga or nine goddesses. There are Nav Nats or nine sages of the Nath Sampradaya and Nav Narayan or nine forms of Lord Vishnu. But most importantly for us Baba devotees, Baba stressed the importance of Nav Vidha Bhakti or the nine modes of devotion. In Chapter 12 of the Sripada Shivallab Charitra, the meaning of the number 9 is described superbly. It says, Paramatma is beyond this universe. When the number 9 is multiplied by any digit, the sum total will always be 9. The number 9 thus signifies the changeless Supreme Self or the Divine Lord Sainath. And this concludes the commentary on the chapter. Om Sai Ram